0: Megan. What? Guess what I read (laughs) earlier. Okay, so doing some research on some you know, history on like witches and broomsticks and all the things. Yes. Um.
1: So flying witches linked to pagan rituals. Uh Uh-huh. Anthropologist Robin Skelton suggests the association between witches and brooms may have roots in pagan fertility ritual, in which rural farmers would leap and dance astride poles, pitchforks, or brooms in the light of the full moon to encourage the growth of their crop, crops. This broomstick dance, she writes, became confused with the common accounts
0: of witches flying through the night on their way to the orgies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> their orgy. Meetings. Oh, they're going to the orgies again. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this one's on a pitchfork. <laughs> Just got to hop on that broomstick and go. Just got- I had read somewhere that it had some sort of sexual background but i wasn't sure what it was so
0: i mean i know that some of them like the wood had like hallucinogenic stuff in it so they were like hopping around naked in a field on the wood
1: just (laughs) getting their jollies on but listen witches have always been women (laughs) who take control of their own that is yeah that's always got them burned at the stake
0: (laughs) i mean heaven forbid we know what we like (laughs) This
1: is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast.
0: (laughs) In case you didn't know. In case
1: you, yeah. Because you're just tuning in. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite type of, like, true crime story that you like? You know what I mean? Like, someone that you like. Or do you have any that you just hate? Um, okay, so I have an issue, like, I was doing research recently, and I was, like, deep into it, and then it, like, got to rape stories, mm-hmm. and, like, victims retelling their stories, and it just hurts to hear them. Yeah, like, the really graphic yeah, rape stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same. Um, or anything that, like, involves children is kind of hard to listen to, just because I have kids, but mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I like the ones, like, Unsolved Mysteries that, like, you're sitting there trying to solve with people. Mm-hmm. Those are always entertaining to me. What about you? I have, um, you know, the, what's on Netflix right now? The American murder, murder story. Yeah. The, what's his name? Chris Watts, I think. I think he's, so. He's, some- I just can't. I refuse to no. watch it. That story, no. like when it happened, I remember following oh, yeah. the news and I've listened to podcasts oh, about right. it and I'm just like, it's awful. He's a horrible person. Yeah. And then the other one that reminds me of it is that the podcast was called Cold it's the one in oh. it was in Colorado and like this woman disappeared and like her father-in-law had been obsessed with her. Oh my God. Her husband was awful to her. Right? Wait, did you tell me about they this They went one? camping. Yes. In the middle Ooh. of the night. Yes. Those, I just, so it's just these, the ones where the husbands mm-hmm. kill their wives and children so they could be with somebody Why? Else. Yeah. Just like, oh my God. Like, hey, my my other significant others going to be so accepting of this. Because- yes. Yeah. Oh, and they're never going to know like, like Scott Peterson, when he, oh my when God. he killed Lacey Peterson and, and expected whatever her name was. What was her name? I can't remember. I don't remember either, but, but. I was just like, do you think she's not going to – did you think this was just going to be, like, a quiet little news yeah. item that she would – Amber something? Amber, yes. So, anyway. And she'd just see it and be like, oh, I just love him so much. <laughs> He's, He's just- a really good guy. He's hurting so much right now. I know he looks weird with his hair dyed blonde now. That's strange. But- <laughs> God. But, yeah, I just – I don't know. No. Right, so, those stories. So, anyway, the ones I like, though – Yes. I, and I, I don't mean like as in I'm happy they happen. Right. But the stories that intrigue me the most are, yes. like, when people just completely – vanish oh yeah off the face of the earth yeah like how does anyone disappear yeah anymore you oh, know yeah. that's, that's actually, kind of like um what is it three one one four one one people think that people were taken by like aliens or something i have no idea what you're talking about oh my god i'm gonna <laughs> have to do an episode on that now <laughs> what in the world i have no idea what that is really yeah do an episode on whatever okay okay but yeah so out. yep the what i'm saying is the story i have today is a girl who just dis- disappeared.
0: Disappeared. And, I'm some-
1: and it just blows my mind. Now, it happened in the 90s. Still. But even then, I'm just like. there really wasn't that where long Where did ago. they go? And it happened in a really small town. Yeah. So, okay. How did they, how have they not been found mm-hmm. yet? All right. So let's talk about Erica Lee Frazier. Let's do it. She, um, this is a Kentucky one, again, for all of you. I feel like we have a whole lot of people who are excited that it's Kentucky. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> Climb on board.
1: Here we <laughs> Here go. Here we go. <laughs> Um, in 1997, Erica Lee Frazier was 17. She lived in Germantown, Kentucky, which is population 650 people.
0: That's so many people. That's not-
1: <laughs> I grew up in a really small town and I'm like, it wasn't that small. my little small town makes this look. Yeah. I mean, I just can't believe it. New big city living. It's so <laughs> tiny. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that would be like. Because no. in my small town, everybody all- already knew everybody. Yeah. I knew what was going on everywhere. Yeah. And it was probably two or three times the size of. Germantown, Kentucky. So. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. So it is 50 miles south of Cincinnati. She was a senior and she had a part-time job at a pizza place in Augusta, Kentucky. She was planning to attend Northern Kentucky University after graduation to study accounting. She made a request for more hours at her pizza place because um, she was going to save up money. So I'm just pointing that out because, like, she had plans for the future. So the idea that she disappeared on purpose. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, there's nothing to suggest that. Right. At all. On October twenty first, nineteen ninety seven, Erica spent her evening cruising the town. Oh, Do you did you have cruise <laughs> town? <laughs> I
0: did. Yeah. We
1: would like, especially during like our festivals every fall, like mm. we would even cruise the town on our horses. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like I've been through the McDonald's drive through on my horse before to get a hot chocolate before a parade. <laughs> That's amazing. And then you go after the festival, you go park your big truck in the Kroger parking lot. Yes. <laughs> well, we cruise not just on festival weekends. Oh it, was like, it was like what you did in Lancaster, Kentucky. And there was like a family dollar on one end. Uh-huh. And then there was another. It was like a, I don't know. I don't know what it is anymore, but it was another grocery store. So it's like two big parking lots on like either end. Was it Piggly
0: Wiggly? No,
1: it was like. <laughs> A food town. Oh. So there's one big parking lot on one end and one on the other. And that was kind of the main strip through town. Okay. And I've already told you it's a really small town. Yes. So when I say main strip, it's not much. So that's what you did. You cruised one and you'd cruise the other. We always park at the Family Dollar. I was the Family Dollar crowd. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, I, can you imagine being an employee that works there? Like, what are these? No, because they all did it too. That's the other thing. Like there was also a town square and my parents grew up, like, they grew up there. And so they said that, like, when they were in high school, you, you wouldn't cruise the square. You parked up at the square. Oh. And you didn't do that when I was no. in high school. You are too when, cool for this. Well. Right? well, when I was in high school, the older people parked at the square still. Gotcha. So you don't go parking. park there. Right? No. So anyway, that's boring. I totally, just reading about this girl cruising town, I was like, oh, like, mm-hmm. I loved that when I was in high school. I thought her it was little, so fun. Your
0: little Saturn. Yeah. yeah. And my little
1: Saturn, my little purple Saturn. <laughs> So, she was last seen during the 9 p.m. hour at the Video and Tan in mm-hmm. Brooksville, Kentucky. Is that connected? It's a video and a tan. So, you can go get your tan and rent a Blockbuster movie. Yeah. I think that's You're so a blockbuster. small town. Yeah, we didn't have a block. We had a video. It was called Video Fantastic. That's
0: amazing.
1: <laughs> and I have completely forgotten that till this very moment. We had a blockbuster in Nicholasville, so we were all... We didn't even have a McDonald's. You were talking about going to McDonald's. We didn't have a McDonald's. <laughs> we had a Dairy Queen. Hey, that's big stuff. Yeah. Well. <laughs> we had Burger House, and if you all... Burger house. burger house is just a local thing and it's been there since my parents were in high school and it's amazing it's such a dive um it looks like an old like oh, 1950s burger joint oh. it's on i love 27. do they have
0: milkshakes yes
1: oh my god they have I... peanut butter milkshakes yes. they have lots of milkshakes but the peanut butter is the best so anyway if you're ever going through lancaster kentucky go to the burger house owensboro has something like that like the little dipper or the big dipper or something oh. and you can get like a hot dog wrapped in like cheese and stuff oh my like god <laughs> i want to go to burger house right now let's go after this okay i'm down <laughs> so video on tan um so she left the video on tan headed home never arrived there
0: like oh. never
1: got home oh. <clears throat> the last person who was seen with her said that she dropped him off at his home around nine o'clock and he hasn't seen her since huh so was he well, videoing in Tan? too <laughs> or we'll get where, back to where'd he come from <laughs> we'll get back to him so, there was all this talk in all the articles I read. They kept talking about how Erica had recently been hanging out with a rough crowd. So, when she went missing, people thought, oh, she's just rebelling. Like, this is just oh, typical yeah. teenager yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which I think is what anybody would think. Oh, yeah. Especially in a small town. In a small town, everybody's going to talk. Right. So, Erica's black four door 1988 Pontiac Bonneville SSE. I said all of that like I know. I have cars, heard of that but. I- um, it was discovered, unlocked, and abandoned the following day, only one mile from Video and Tan. It was parked oh. between haystacks on Franks Road. Oh. Her purse was in that side of the car with all her money and all the valuables intact. So, huh. no robbery. Huh. Her car keys, at first they couldn't find them, but eventually they were discovered across the road, covered in leaves. Somebody just, like, chucked them? I don't know. Like, uh, that heart's weird to me, because I'm like, I get stuck on the car thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, did she pull off the road? Was something going on? Like, was she making out with the boy? Yeah. Again, from a small town, I know how it works. Right. You find a Uh secluded place to park. So, like, oh, there's a couple of haystacks. You can hide behind those haystacks. Oh, for sure. So, did she.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Memories. (laughs) So. (laughs)
1: Memory She. Did she pull off there and something happened then? Or did someone hide her car there on purpose? Oh. But, like, I feel like if someone drove her car there, why would they just pitch her keys across the road. Like, take them and throw them into a lake or something. It's like Lorraine and Bobbitt tossing the peen across the (laughs) car into the woods. (laughs) Wasn't it out the bedroom window? No, she was driving and she took her hand out the window and chucked it over the hood of the car, the top of the car. God. God. That story. (laughs) You know, sidebar. (laughs) Chuck and peen. It's like the 10th sidebar of this episode so far. That's what we're here for. But when you really listen to the Lorraine and Bobbitt story now, it is so not what they portrayed it to oh, be in the yeah. media oh yeah it blows my mind yeah how they ripped that woman apart oh yeah and just made it seem like she was crazy and you know i mean i get to she, do what she did she's angry <laughs> she's a little angry <That's laughs> above average rage but i think she had endured so much systematic abuse she's over it. she snapped oh yeah and had every reason yeah. to snap oh he yeah. was horrible yeah so i get when, and people, he, when people he, make fun of Lorena Bobbitt, I'm like, listen. No, and then he financially thrived God, on that yeah, situation. Yeah. So listen, if you're not, if you haven't thought about Lorena Bobbitt since years ago when that happened and it was a big joke, you should look it up now. And I think there's a documentary on it. There is. Right? And I think yeah. True Crime Obsessed did a, did a, did that? Yes. Episode. Yeah, they did. And look it up because it's, it's not what you think. It, the media, Twisted that story just because, obviously, to make it as big as possible. And it's not what you think. So (laughs) let's get back to these keys. So either someone moved her car over there and then just like, I'm just going to put your keys over here. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. I keep thinking she had the keys on her and like they fell. Dropped. Yeah. As they were in a struggle or something. I don't know. But they did say there was no blood, no signs of a struggle, no evidence of foul play. No like drag marks or anything in the right field. The police said there's nothing in the car that would lead anyone to believe there was foul play. They weren't even able to find fingerprints. No foreign hairs. Nothing in the purse. No, Absolutely nothing. They said nothing. Now, here's another thing I wonder about. It's a population of 650 people. How many of this sort of thing had the police department dealt with? True. I mean, I don't know. And I mean, I, mean, I don't even mean that as like. They're not capable. Of yeah. I just mean, it. if you haven't dealt with it. Yeah. So because of this lack of evidence, her disappearance is considered a missing person case not a criminal matter she's never been heard from again she was last seen wearing a purple sweater with two white stripes across the chest and extending down the sleeves dark blue levi's and white kids of course she was, that was It's style. exactly what everybody wore yeah back then i think i had that sweater yeah that's what i was just thinking in my head <laughs> mine was <laughs> you navy know blue. it was like kind of frilly on it yes yeah um she also was wearing a winnie the pooh watch i think yeah. i had a mini mickey mouse watch i think i had a tick- But i remember I ticker being ticker super wine. into eeyore I loved ticker. Yeah, and we're the same age. Like she was seventeen in nineteen ninety-seven, so was I. So it was, it's weird to think about. So, <laughs> God, how old am I? Um. So authorities do not believe that Erica left of her own accord. She has no history of running away. She was a good student. There was no indications of any trouble in her life. And like I said, she had all these plans to go to college. Yeah. She was trying yeah. to get more shifts at work. So she's. Never been seen again. In 1998, so a year later, Sylvia Brown, the psychic. (laughs) Listen, I'm not against psychics. No. At all. No. You know, I'm all about that stuff. Oh, my God. But I don't like Sylvia Brown. There's a redneck psychic. Did I tell you about her? No. I think she's out of, like, close to Lancaster. She will pull a card for you and read everything based on, like, a deck of cards like playing cards oh like you're gonna go play like texas Hold'em with her but instead she's reading reading your past present future I'm all about it I'll she let's go. chain smokes while she's talking to you and her husband like fights with her while she's talking. there's a place i don't think it's still there but they had for the longest time in their window and it's like between lancaster and lexington and they had like a lit up yes palm yeah Is that her yeah no that's oh. not her but that, one's that's one's like in a trailer. My, one of my clients said that they couldn't find her new phone number, so they called the local Walmart and got her phone number there. <laughs> Amazing.
0: I love it. All
1: right. So, psychics, I'm fine. Yeah. If you're a psychic, don't be offended. I'm not no. against psychics, but Sylvia Brown makes me crazy. She Do you remember her? She had, like, the hair yes. and the fingernails yeah, and yeah, the yeah. voice that was, yep. like, deeper than any man ever. Um, which there's nothing wrong with that. No, I just don't like her. Um, she was on the Montel Williams show. Of course she was. And stated that Erica was at the bottom of a lake near Brooksville. She said that a man had strangled Erica and the teen's body could be found on the left side of the lake. Left side based on, well, that's the way you're looking at it. So the detective on the case called the staffers at the talk show, trying to get in touch with Sylvia Brown. Like they took it seriously, yeah. which I wasn't like yeah. surprised. Um, when he tried, when this detective tried to reach Miss Brown, they gave him a phone number and a message machine told him you could pay $450 to speak to the psychic for 30 minutes huh? or $250 to speak to her son, who's also huh? a psychic. But that was his question. He was like, when you say left side, what do you mean? Because it's a lake. What From what perspective is left? You know, who's left? I mean, it, yeah. Law officers did dredge the only lake in the area. Okay. They had searched its perimeter at least... Or at least three times after she disappeared. But this was the first time that they completely dredged the lake. They found nothing. That's weird that they found absolutely nothing. I know. It's like a lake in a small town. Yeah. It's in there. Nothing. You know, there's probably some scary catfish. We've already discussed (laughs) that.
0: Um,
1: A security gate blocks the entrance to the property that contains the private lake. So anybody that came through there would have to go through the woods. And they searched that whole area. And Mm -hmm. they found no evidence of anyone going through or dragging someone through there. so i mean they worked through that lead yeah and found nothing so at this point there aren't very many leads left both of her parents have died which i think is just the saddest like i said she's my age and both of her parents are gone it said that by the time she died her mother had accepted that her daughter had been murdered oh that's so sad i know i mean just you know so the girl who was her best friend told dateline she's like her life plans changed dramatically after Erica disappeared. Oh. She was too afraid to leave her house or go away for oh. college. Which I think I would be. Yeah. Like it just shifts your whole reality. Oh yeah. There. So she said I was supposed to go to the local university for college on a graphic arts degree and I was too scared to leave. So I stayed home and I went to the community college and I just never left. Oh, I know. <laughs> so you think about just how it, it's like a, that whole ripple effect of yeah how it impacts everybody. The investigator on the case said there have been at least four people who confessed to killing her, Erica, and all were false confessions. Why do people do that? I I mean, do they think that they're going to get out sooner or do they, like, get a kickoff? Is it just some weird mental illness? Yeah. Yeah. Or they already, right, they're trying to, like, negotiate a different sentence for a different reason. Yeah. Cadaver dogs have gone over, like, all the parking lots in the area. There's a lot of wells and places to dispose of a body in, like, Bracken, Robertson, and Mason County. But they say that, like, remains would have been found by now if her body was just dumped. So they think it's somebody, like, they buried... Her or heavily concealed her. So, oh, God. <clears throat> so let's talk about suspects. There is a profile by the FBI of a person of interest, a sociopath who may have had a history of animal abuse, strained family ties, and they may have been in jail at one time or another. They tend to keep to themselves so much that they have few friends and nobody they would confide in. They would be capable of killing someone and disposing of the body without ever feeling the need to share the information with anyone. They wouldn't brag about it. It's also believed the person was from the community. Familiar with the area and may still maintain a local address. I know, but while moving around a lot, by local police were not limiting the address to Brooksville, but including surrounding communities and cities. Hmm. I mean, again, small town. Yeah, how did someone do this?
0: Well, that's like the Golden State Killer. Nobody knows. Yeah,
1: it's just somebody who's like, if they're not, if they do it and never tell anybody, is this like a one-time incident or is it like all the time? Are other people missing from that town? So not that town that, well, that that I could find related to this right. case. But I do have. So let's talk about, like, here's who we've got. Ooh. So remember the friend who said he rode home with her that night and she dropped him off at nine? Yeah. His Tannen, name.
0: Tannin video guy.
1: The Tannin video guy. <laughs> his name is Shane Simcox. So normally I wouldn't say his name because he's not officially been named by the police as a suspect. Okay. But he went to the news and said... Police told me I'm the prom suspect. Oh, man. Like, he outed himself. Why? And police said that they didn't say that. And this is whole thing. So that automatically makes me be like, what? Why did you do that? You're fishy. So, yeah. So he gave an interview the month after she disappeared to the Kentucky Post and said that police had told him he was the prom suspect. And they're like, hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, bud. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Police have never officially named him as a suspect. They've never named anybody as a suspect. He was along with several others labeled as a person of interest. Well, yeah, because he was the last one with her. Right. You have to be. Yeah. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my haircut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now. With products from $59.99 to top-of-the-line straighteners, each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Kara and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh, so exciting. We got a so and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCA anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the Air Hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally using the code WMM30. So that's just two M. So you guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market. Created with your foot health in mind, pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24.
1: So, when Tim Cox was asked to take a polygraph test, he refused. He said, I'm not going to take that because of how police have treated me. And again, huh? police are like, we didn't do anything. They have no idea what he's referring to. Yeah. What on earth? So, he sounds like a real winner. Um, he sounds amazing. <laughs> he had previously been expelled from Bracken County High School for threatening a teacher and her daughter, saying he was going to kill her. He huh. has a criminal record for burglary. He has maintained his innocence in Erica's disappearance. And no convincing evidence has been found against him. A farm where Simcox, court, Simcox worked was investigated also, but they didn't find anything there either. So this is my next sentence. This is my favorite sentence I wrote of this. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yep. Undaunted by her earlier failure with that lake bullshit, <laughs> Sylvia Brown continued to Wait, appear. she's back? <laughs> she's oh back. Oh my God. She continued to appear on the Montel show. I think she like regularly <laughs> appears on the Montel show. Of and course. maybe on other stuff too, but you know. This is where she's found. She's on the Montel show again.
0: She's not getting enough phone calls. And she allegedly,
1: $450 for 30 minutes.
0: Do you all want to call us and talk to us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's our Patreon.
0: <laughs> Join
1: the Patreon. <laughs> um, we don't, we don't have a We don't. So allegedly she hinted that another man who was a friend of Erica's and whose name I'm not going to say. Um, You can look at it. You can find it if you go looking. Um, She said that he was responsible for Erica's disappearance. That man subsequently committed suicide. Oh, no. So saying those two things together make it sound like, oh, one must be related to the other. Mm -hmm. But actually, police have said it was a domestic situation that had nothing to do with Erica. It was a murder-suicide in which he also killed his wife. The police had already cleared this man as a suspect in Erica's disappearance because he had an alibi for that night. I don't have any other detail. You know, I'd be so curious, like, who was the alibi? Was the wife the alibi? Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the fact that he did kill his wife, I mean, obviously there's something wrong right. there. Right. But as far the police have said, it's not him. I mean, someone has stabbed their husband over him not eating a chili dog and giving it to his actual dog before in Lexington. So, <laughs> I mean, anybody will do anything at this point. <laughs> You know the most random I do. (laughs) And I love it. That's what I'm here for. But yeah, I mean, anybody, I guess anybody's capable of anything. Yeah. Okay, so this last one is like, it's going to take me a while to get through. I'm ready.
0: I'm here for it. (laughs) Got my coffee.
1: So, there is a suspected serial killer named Christopher Below. And he operated suspected... Serial killer. They think. Has he killed anyone? He has been. He has confessed and been convicted of one. Okay. But there's multiple. Possibly. Yes. So I'll talk about. So he operated in like Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky area. Ooh. If all the women they think he murdered are actually his murders. My God. So he was sent to prison in 2004 for the murder of Catherine Fetzer in Medina, Ohio. So, Catherine Fetzer was 26 years old and yeah. married. She left a note for her husband that said she w- was going to go to the mall, and then nobody ever saw her again. Huh. The investigation led to her co-worker, Christopher Below, who was originally from Henderson, Kentucky, but was living near Medina at the time. They were reportedly having an affair. Oh, He initially denied any involvement in her disappearance. Get ready for this man's name, because he's a hero. Medina City Police Detective Scott Thomas... Did not believe that Christopher Below was not involved, and he worked that case for the next 12 years. Oh, my god! I love him so much. That was, like, majority of his time as an officer. Yeah, so over the next 12 years, Detective Thomas continued to track down and re-question Below as he moved from state to state. He's just like, I'm following you everywhere yeah you never. No, i'm not forget i, mean, I love yeah. that whole thing of like hey i haven't forgotten about you yeah oh hey uh, by the way i have, still another, work I have another question for yeah. you <laughs> you haven't officially gotten away with it. yeah so in the fall of 2003 the below had returned to the tri-state area and was living in evansville Ooh. and police detectives along with detective thomas went to where he was living knocked on the door and asked below to come down down to talk about an unrelated case once they were there detective Thomas confronted below with new evidence in the Catherine Fetzer disappearance and below finally confessed to shooting her. He was eventually extradited to Ohio where he made a deal with prosecutors. Okay. This drives me crazy too. He says he shot her and threw her in a dumpster. Huh? He pled guilty. He made a deal, pled guilty to a lesser charge of manslaughter and is currently serving 11 to 18 years in prison. What? That's it. He 100% murdered her. They never found her body. They still never found her body. So is that why he didn't get that much time? I think that's why they did the plea deal.
0: Yeah. I
1: think they were afraid to let him go. Like if that could. he might not get convicted if uh-huh. they didn't. So he gets out of prison next year. Nope, no, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a minute too. But uh, Detective Thomas doesn't think that he really put her in a dumpster because he's just like, he thinks they would have found her by now. Right. So while Christopher Below is in prison, so he's been in there since what did I say two thousand three, I think. I think so, yeah. Like that. Sometime, <laughs> so two thousands. Like the investigator in the Fessler case started asking questions about other unsolved cases in the region. Detective Thomas says the more he dug into Below's life, the stranger it got. Yeah. He calls Below a pathological liar, a sociopath, an extreme manipulator. I have met a few pathological liars, and it is so hard to keep up with them. What's so weird about it? I also same and. Like, a pathological liar combined with narcissism. And um, it's, yeah. It's, like, this whole thing of, I, I one time I got in this, like, web with one of them. Yeah. And I was, like, what is the point of it? Like, yeah. I'm coming to you with, like, here's all the facts. Yeah. Here's everything you've lied about. I'm sitting here right in front yeah. of your face. And they're just, they won't. know. No. No, and they then won't. they make something else up to oh, cover that, and are like, oh, what? Did that even, like, no. what? And then, again, you come back around to, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, what? There's not even, like, they have something to gain. It's yeah. It's just, they just want to lie. Yeah. It's the weirdest. Yeah. It's oh. so weird. So, Below had bragged to friends that he knew how to get rid of bodies, and his philosophy was no body, no crime. no, no. No. Detective Thomas says that because Chris Below worked as a truck driver for some time, he oh. could have ties to other cases in other parts of the country, mm. too. Mm. Specifically, similar cases of missing young girls with long dog hair, dark hair, and slight builds. Mm. So that's where Eric my comes sister. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. With well, your whole family. <laughs> Thomas noticed, first off, similarities in Fetzer's case and the case of another missing woman who disappeared in 1995, Heather Teague. Oh. Okay, this is a case that I had mentioned to you and you hadn't heard about. It's nuts. I'm going to... There's a few of these cases, guys. I know this is a lot of information, but I just... It Christopher Below Jim. is wild. It's a wild. And the thing is, is that none of these have officially been tied to him, aside from Catherine. <laughs> so let's let's make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> let's tie it to him. So <laughs> in August 95, Heather Teague parked her red compact car at Newburgh Beach on the Kentucky side of the Ohio River near Henderson, Walk through a stand of willow trees down a steep bank looking for a secluded spot to sunbathe. Across the river in Indiana, a man named Tim Waldhall was sitting behind the windows of his riverfront home using his binoculars to take advantage of the clear view a <laughs> mile or so across
0: the river. That clear view is Yeah.
1: So he's in Indiana clear. watching Heather sunbathe in Kentucky mm-hmm. through his binoculars. No, no,
0: no, no. It's a little weird. He's a peeper creature. <laughs>
1: I will say that <laughs> since this happened, he has really like stuck with like the Heather Teague cause and has fought to keep her name in the news. And so like, well, that's good. If he was being shady at all, by like if he was purposely yeah. watching her sunbathe, he's doing everything he can to like make it better, come out on the right side. Yeah, he spotted Heather. He was and- just bird watching. It's. <laughs> <laughs> And then he saw something else. He saw somebody's head pop up from a clump of high weeds about no, fifty no. feet behind her. So he didn't know what he was seeing. He went and got his telescope, for a better view. Who has all these? He's ready to watch whatever he's watching. Yeah. Um. For a better view, a long-haired, bearded man who was inching his way toward the unsuspecting woman. Mm-mm. The He said that the man would take five or six steps and then crouch again. And he thought maybe it's her boyfriend trying to scare her, like play a oh, joke yeah. on her. Which I think is what... You would think. You would just try to make sense of it. Yeah. So, still not fully comprehending what he was seeing, he saw the man take four or five big steps, kneel beside her, put his arm across her back, a move that, like, triggered a struggle. Yeah. And then he thought, oh, she does know him because for just a minute, she stopped struggling because the guy was, like, talking to her. Oh. And then he grabbed her by the hair, twisted around his hand, pulled her head back, and yanked her off the chair. (laughs) This whole time... This man is watching it through his telescope. Oh, no. So, he watched helplessly as the woman who was later identified as Heather Teague was led away from the river and into some underbrush. Oh, my God. She's never been seen again. What? Tim has said that he believes Below is who he saw that day. Furthermore, Below was in the vicinity when the abduction took place. Mm -hmm. He fit the description of the abductor and another male suspect whose name was Marty Ray Dill. His car was linked to the crime. He committed suicide when police moved in to question him. Oh. So all these things sort of tie into like, Below seems good for this. Yeah. Another curious tie to yet another missing woman. When Catherine Fesser disappeared and Below left town, he abandoned his apartment in 1991. When he did that, he left a lot of things behind. So one of the things he left behind was a briefcase with a five-year-old South Carolina poster that sought the public's help in learning the whereabouts of a girl named Christina Joanne Porco. Hmm. So when they looked into her. She fit the profile. 16 year old girl. Long dark hair. She'd been missing since 1986. Oh wow. She left her home in Hilton Head. After a fight with her mom. She called her friend. Asked her friend to meet her at the pool area. Of like the apartment complex. And when her friend got there. Christina was gone. And all that was left was her red sweater. Oh no. She's never been seen again. So it's just weird. Yeah. That he had saved her missing persons yeah, poster as like a trophy. Right. So that was among the first of many hints that led police to believe that Christopher Below might be a serial killer who collects souvenirs from his victims. Ugh. In fact, one of his half-sisters, um, she let him live with her in Evansville, Indiana. Oh, no, no, no. In 2000. Yeah. And she said that he used to have a shoebox of treasures that he always kept with him. Ooh. So one time he pulled out the box and he said, if anything ever happens to me, hold on to this. No, I thought that was creepy. So she said the box contained an assortment of letters, nude photos of his ex-wife, poor woman, some trinkets of jewelry and a ring he said he got from an uncle. According to her recollection, it also contained flyers for five or six missing women. Um, and they are all petite with long, dark hair. Do you think that she was like, why didn't I get a ring from my uncle? Uh, like, <laughs> well, why did he? Well, were, she be- was a half sister. Oh, so maybe it's different. true. <laughs> but I think the part that bothers me most that he's carrying around nude photos of his ex-wife. Yeah. I'm like, it's your ex-wife. You don't even get to think about her. You I couldn't hate. even, like, send him on phones back then. It had to be, like, an actual, like. God. <sighs> and, and he has them. Like, <sighs> he, of all <sighs> people. Gross. Poor thing. Police are still looking for that box. Whenever Below realized that she had been snooping and looking in it, he moved all the contents from the shoe box to a box with a lock, and he took it elsewhere. Of course he did. So they've searched all over the place. Like, they've searched storage, you know, storage things. They've tried to find it. They haven't found the box. Yeah. They have found a certified mail receipt that adds (laughs) to the mystery because it places Below in St. Cloud, Florida in 1998. Oh, about the same time as another woman went missing. What? Her name is Mary Cushto. She's oh 43 God. years old. She was last seen at a bar in St. Cloud around 1.30 in the morning. She got into a fight with her boyfriend, left to meet friends at a party, and was never seen again. She was married at the time, but separated, so that's why she had this boyfriend. Yeah. But her husband is the one who reported her missing two weeks later. Now, they were separated, so maybe he just, they hardly ever have communication or whatever. Maybe they didn't have kids. They didn't. Well, when he Kat. when he showed up at the bar where she was last seen and was trying to find her, he had an identification card. It was like a KKK business card. That's how he identified. <laughs> like here, also hey, I'm in the KKK. Also, if you're interested, I got I do this little thing on the side. Good lord! I mean, why do they have KKK ID cards?
0: Also, why would you walk into a bar with that? I well, like I guess that's
1: not. That's what it always fascinates me. People who are like in Like, I'm in the member of the KKK, and I'm not even the least bit ashamed of it. It seems like you should at least be afraid (laughs) to put that out there. Yeah. No. And when, also, when he did, he was like, she's probably been raped or somewhere dead. (gasps) So it doesn't sound, I mean, it's weird that there's a certified mail receipt that puts below in St. Cloud at the time. Her husband sounds pretty terrible. I mean, he, he could have had her raped and murdered. She's also never been seen again. That's terrible. He's terrible. Oh, so many terrible things. So, just a couple others. Um, Shailene Farrell, she vanished in August of 1994. She left her Ohio home to go run an errand. Um, She vanished without a trace, and her car was found abandoned. The main reason that she's tied in with the rest of these is because she fits the physical description of the other possible victims. Oh, okay. And then there's Lainey Gwinner, who mysteriously vanished from a bowling alley in Fairfield, Ohio, in late December of 97, Two years after Heather disappeared, hmm. her body was found in 1998 in the Ohio River. Her murder remains unsolved and her car has never been found. Huh? I hope that was like her whole car disappeared. How? But, well, I did see it as of August 2020, a sonar had picked up the image of an older model two-door car in the Ohio River and that would match very vaguely the description of her car right so it might be hers but they haven't they have to wait the for Ohio River team. is so big like can you, you imagine can, how many cars are in that <laughs> like anything that's in that I have yeah. a friend that lost some like really expensive fishing poles in one of the lakes over here that he fishes in like does tournaments in. and I'm like what he was like oh I'm gonna get a dive team I was like can you imagine what all you all are gonna oh, find in there this is another isn't there like a town under water <laughs> sure, yes like they, well, yeah, like they flooded a the town basically to yeah. come on. Like, and th- you know, we've already talked about how we don't like swimming in like <laughs> water where we can't see things. Yeah. I that, I mean, partly because I'm a murderino, but like, yeah. again. <gasps> what if a body, like, what's that? When I, I think, think about that. I think she's there's, like, in the, yes! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> can imagine like,
0: one like you know, brushing like, up against you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just
1: seems like it has to be. So, anyway. Okay, so oh, well. I'm sure all of the ladies that I've talked about here are within a 350-mile radius of where Christopher Below drove on his trucking route. I don't like him. He is currently scheduled to be released from prison in June. No, no, no. June 29, no, 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 2021. No, no, no. So no. let's bring all this back to Erica. She does fit the profile as far as physical appearance and the circumstances of her disappearance. If you look at all the others. Yeah. All of them, except for Lainey, they disappeared. Their body was never found. Heather Teague, I don't even think we would know. Like, it's just such a random thing that that guy had his binoculars and was watching from the other side of the river. Yeah. And happened to see her get abducted. Otherwise, it would be the same thing. Right. Like, no one, because no one really knows what happened to any of them. Like, all of them just simply disappeared. God. Even Catherine Fetzer, you know, it's just that Detective Thomas worked that case so hard. Right. Is the only way that he got him to confess that he shot her. Yeah. They still never found her okay, body. Okay, you said that one was two years from that. I wonder if that cop was following him so much that he didn't have time to get rid of the body. But it wasn't until after he got in prison that they started linking him to other cases. Oh. Uh, so I don't know. i we'll so, him. I mean, Erica was 17. She's, you know, the age range. Yeah. It's Christina Porco, 16. Mary Cushto's 43. Who knows if all of these are linked to Christopher Blue? Right. Lou? Right. The Heather Teague one seems the most likely to probably be yeah linked to him. Yeah. I don't even know if Erica, it's just that they all kind of look alike. Oh, I printed out their True. pictures for you to look at oh. so you can see that they all yes. kind of do look alike. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do. They, it's weird how they all look alike. Yeah. So uh, I just don't know if Erica's really a victim. I have a few thoughts. Like for one, the idea that a stranger came in and did it out of nowhere the whole town would know if there's somebody to, like, Right. Know. It's such a small town. Like, yeah. how does a stranger even come through there? Oh, gas station talks, talks. Right. In small towns. <laughs> and it was a Tuesday night. at had a movie. Why at would he be there? What is the reason for going through there? True. But also, the flip side of that is, that would explain how no one's talked about it, because it's a stranger who came in. He doesn't know anybody there. He swooped in, killed her, and left. Right. And, and they he don't. he's a truck driver, he could have taken her body anywhere. And they don't, like record, like, truck driver convos, do they? Uh On their little radios or whatever? I don't think so. I don't think so. either. So, anyway, um, that is the disappearance of Erica Lee Frazier. If you have any information regarding her disappearance, contact the Bracken County Sheriff's Office, 606-735- 2700. Gosh. Find them all. I just, I think because we're the same age, like, we were doing the same things at the same age. Oh, yeah. When I was 17. It was 1997. I was cruising around my small town. Yeah. Going to video fantastic. Mm-hmm. You worked and went to college. Yeah. So. Poor thing. Yeah. She had garbage friends. Well, I don't know her friends. Her friends her, are. The guy friend. Whatever. Whatever that shit. dude was. Shane Simcox. Like, yeah. I'm not saying he had anything to do with her murder, but I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like him when he's going to the police and being like, oh, the brown suspect. Why would you say that? Why? Why are you trying to get attention from this? Does that look cool? Yeah, you know, we're really impressed, dude. So, hey, oh. you know, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm excited to do our Halloween episode. Yeah, so next week, you guys, we're gonna do a double feature, getting spooky. So you guys know the format. Every week, I do a story, and then Kara does the a story the next week, and we alternate back and forth. But in honor of Halloween, we're gonna do two stories in one episode. So get All ready for that creepy tale. Is yours Halloween themed? It's just real spooky. Yeah, mine's Halloween themed. So. I'm excited. We're going for it. I'm so excited. Really excited. Okay. So if you guys enjoyed the podcast, go um, subscribe, give us a rating. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Instagram, which is magic, Mur- which is, which is magic murder <laughs> mystery. Yes. <laughs> I said it at the beginning of the episode, but like, just fine. You were a pro at it. <sighs> we'll post, you know, whatever we can there to sort of add like some pictures and stuff so you guys can yeah do your own research. All right. Dive into it. Thanks. See ya. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm